I'm super happy. Are you happy? Welcome to the BU Find Happy Podcast. Here you'll find tips and tricks to inspire you on your way to happiness, to live a courageous life of authenticity, and learn how to speak your truth with grace. I'm Michaela Johnson, and welcome to our podcast. Thank you for tuning into this podcast. If you are new here, you will find all things fun, hippie, woo-woo, and metaphysical, plus happiness. I just can't tell you enough how much I appreciate you tuning into the show every week, and I try to bring you the most fabulous guests imaginable. If you are craving more happiness after listening to this podcast, check out BUFindHappy.com, where you'll find all sorts of tangible tools, tips, tricks, and resources to incorporate more happiness in your life. Learn to speak your truth with grace and live a courageous life of authenticity. And remember, if you like this podcast, please click subscribe. Pragito, good morning and welcome to the BU Find Happy podcast. I'm so happy to have you on today. And I am very happy to be here. So listen, we're going to talk about meditation. We're going to talk about hypnotherapy. We're going to talk about all sorts of spiritually conscious super cool things. But before we do that, could you share with the listeners a little bit about who you are and how you got involved with all that you're doing? Yes. Um, it started for me back in my childhood. I had a very challenging childhood. And as a small child in my child mind, I wanted to be happy. And it was difficult for me to believe that the version of happiness that I was being shown in my family of origin. And I promised myself that when I was old enough, I would, I, I would find out how to be truly happy. And I didn't mean I've got a new bicycle happy. I meant happy within, happy all the time. I don't know how I knew that as a child, but somehow I did. And that's what I wanted to find. And it was um, quite a few years later when my son was born um, that I realized I had to focus on healing myself because what I'd done as a child was stuff down all my anger, my fear and my pain. And I chose to live in my head because I just couldn't, I just didn't want to be hurt anymore. And so... I started looking around and I'd heard about meditation, but I just simply couldn't do it. I mean, I couldn't sit in silence and I had so much emotional turmoil and mental clutter and tensions in my body. But then I heard about these expressive meditation techniques created by a, um, a mystic called Osho and he was in India and then when my marriage started falling apart and I felt like my whole life was falling apart, I just decided to go to India and I took my 14-month-old son with me. <clears throat> and there I found my answers. Um, I found that with these expressive meditation techniques that Osho had created, for example, laughter, tears, dancing, humming, gibberish, dynamic, 
um, I could offload all these inner tensions in the context of a meditation technique. And then the second stage was always sitting in silence. And so then it became so much easier to sit in silence because I'd like taken the lid off the pressure cooker and uh, was very easy to drop down inside. And so result was I found inner peace. I found myself. I found my creativity, my happiness, my joy was restored. And um, it was, it was, yeah, it was huge. So um, then I came back to the States and felt like um, what I wanted to do was share everything I had learned by that time I also did a hypnotherapy training in Northern California, so it just sort of evolved that I felt like it was what I was meant to do. So, Tell me where in Northern California. That I did my hypnotherapy training? Yeah. In Marin County. Oh, that's lovely. It's a magical place. It really is. I live in Northern California, so I had to ask. <laughs> uh, yeah, I lived there for quite a, quite a while in, in uh in Marine County. I'm in Tucson, Arizona right now. So as you were talking, I was thinking about how um, when I started my meditation journey, it was like two minutes or less of just kind of sitting somewhere and, and taking in nature. Um, now my meditation practice is usually no less than 50 minutes. <laughs> and um you know, in, and whether it's complete silence or whether I have some, some like megahertz music on like 40, 432 megahertz music on or something. Um, the bottom line is I, there's, I love being with my family. I love doing things with my family. I love having fun and adventure, but there is nothing quite like the peaceful attachment that I feel and love in that space. It's really powerful. Oh yes, um, it, it, I think I think it's essential because this is how we become deeply rooted in ourselves, and then no one can intimidate us or push us around or bully us or or persuade us to do or say something that we don't want to do because we're so connected to ourselves, to our own inner wisdom, that we instinctively, intuitively know what is right for us and what is not. Um, so talk to me a little bit about, I mean, we're, we're coming from a space of experience and expertise on this front. Could you, could you share with the listeners, like, how can they tap into this space? How can they, you know, because for those listening that maybe are new to this concept, it really is a truly powerful place to cleanse yourself from the energy and toxicity of others and also to just really connect with your own inner truth and walk forward in, in the hours leading your meditation and the days leading your meditation, um, in your light. And so that this kind of talk might sound very weird for people. And so I'm just kind of wondering, how would you encourage people to begin? Well, where I always encourage people to begin is to get grounded because I mean, the main cause of stress is too much energy in the head and people have become disconnected from the earth from mother earth 
So um, walking in nature, and especially if you can walk barefoot, so that so that your skin is touching the earth or the grass or the sand of the beach or wherever you are. Concrete's also okay because it's made of sand, anything that is natural. But that helps you very rapidly bring the energy down and help you feel more grounded. And then you become more clear. Your mind becomes more clear. You feel more relaxed, more at peace. And that's a very simple thing to do. It's free. And I highly recommend it. I do it myself every day. I, I lie down on the grass for 30 minutes every day and allow the earth to absorb all the tensions in my body. Because even though I've been doing this for over 30 years, it's because of this lifestyle we have, we, we still get tensions every day. So um, that I, f I find is a very powerful way to start, especially if you can do something first thing in the morning, like maybe stand on the earth for five minutes with your bare feet, if you can do that, it, depending on your situation. Um, if you don't have grass, then just stand in your bedroom or your living room. But start to become aware of being connected more to your feet and the earth. Uh, I think that's a very powerful way to start. And something else that I have found is very, this is a very popular technique. Um, and I get a lot of very positive feedback about it is the laughter meditation, which I learned in India. Because laughter fills us with so much joy and happiness and exuberance about life itself that it helps to erase the worry, anxiety, and fear in the mind, which is what can keep us in a, in a darker place. So um, I recommend everybody laugh every day, make it a practice and see what happens. And, and then if you want to do the actual laughter meditation, then you laugh first for, you know, three minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes, if you can, especially you can do this with friends and then sit in silence for the same amount of time that you were laughing. It's a great introduction to sitting in silence because everybody can laugh and it's fine to fake it until you make it. Uh, find different ways to make, get yourself laughing. Uh, especially there's a lot of funny videos on YouTube. I like the baby ones the best because their laughter is the purest. And they always get me giggling. Um, but if you sit in silence after doing some laughter, it's much easier to drop down to your center, two inches below the navel, and get in touch with that inner peace and joy and love and wisdom, which is our essential nature. I like that you said it's our essential nature. Can you talk a little bit about what you mean by essential nature? Well, the, the essence of who we are, which is our soul, which, you know, we come into the body. The body is temporary for this lifetime. And then our soul leaves the body or our spirit, if you prefer that word. And 
what our spirit or our soul is made of is love and light and wisdom. We bring our wisdom forward with us from lifetime to lifetime. And also peace, because our soul is connected to, to the divine, connected to existence. And so our soul is the part of us also that cannot be damaged or abused by anybody. I mean, our psyche can be abused, our emotionally we can be abused, our body can be abused, but nobody can touch our soul. So, Pergrita... Pergita, what you're talking about is really got me thinking about Ascension um, 3D versus 5D. But I also feel something very interesting happening. And I'm just kind of curious what you think about this. Like, I'm just going to take this a little deeper than some listeners are probably um, ready for. But lately, um, and I've shared this and others have shared this with me, that there is a feeling that powerful energies are being drawn together. Um, and what I mean by that is that people are connecting to people for the first time in their life, but known that they've had many lifetimes together, many consciousnesses, um, and that there's a powerful energy when they come together and they know they're meant to be in each other's lives and that this is happening more and more and more. And I was even talking with a great friend last night about how uh, she has this sense of deja vu now and again, like a feeling like I've been here. And I felt that my whole life. As a matter of fact, I felt deja vu so strong in some cases in my life that I felt like I needed to either throw up or run. And now I don't feel that experience as in it's not scary. I feel it as in things are, things are, uh, an awareness that what I was feeling was a visceral response to something that I intuitively knew, but that my cognitive mind didn't comprehend yet. And now I understand this as, as energy and what is happening with the flow of energy in this earth plane. And, and maybe this sounds really kooky, but I was even talking with another friend and her and I are so connected. In fact, that, um, I will send her something and she will literally say, I was literally just thinking about this. Like, like in that sense of like, I'll send her an Oracle card that I drew or something and her, and she'll like, these were the words I was thinking. So it, it's something very spectacular happening right now. And I think, I don't know, I don't know if you agree with this, but I really feel like there are energies, um, intuitive hits and feelings that are just completely undeniable. Well, I totally agree with everything you're saying, and you're absolutely right. There, there's definitely a higher degree of love uh, and light being focused on our planet than ever before. And so what's happening to many of us, you and I, and, and probably many of your listeners too, is we're becoming more, we're waking up more, we're becoming more conscious, more aware of who we truly are, which is beings of love and light. And why we're here to, to transmit love and light. And the old ways, the old patriarchal way of doing things is rapidly, I think, uh, being phased out because it really doesn't work and more and more people are 
becoming aware of that and realizing that and rising up. I think the Black Lives Matter movement is a, a wonderful example. People have just had enough of cruelty, of abuse to people for, you know, for no reason, really. It's for no reason. And um, everyone, I think, has to become more aware of their own emotions, like what each one of us does with our anger, with our irritation, with the more negative emotions, and look to see how we can be more compassionate, loving, and kind in our own lives, because it all starts there with the individual. And I feel there's a big uprising of people who are realizing this and are willing to do the work and willing to step up and create a more loving and kind culture that we live in. And I'm extremely optimistic about it. I think the changes are in some in some ways quite rapid at the moment. So like we've suddenly gotten an express train finally <laughs> and um we're all heading for something that is more creative and more where we are all connected because you know at the root of everything we are all connected we are all one on the soul level now on the personality level we're all completely different which is good because otherwise we don't all want to be the same um but I think more and more people are realizing that we are all one and we're very, very connected. And the examples you gave of your friend who was thinking something that you'd pulled a card for. I mean, this is this is one example of so many of more and more people realizing that we are one heart, one soul, one love, all of us in, in the whole world. And only good can come of that for everybody. You know, um, it's interesting because there's these ideas that, you know, masculinity is not, um, it's, is, you know, not great. Like, and I think when people think of masculinity, they think of controlling, they think of anger, they think of all of these, you know, oppressing like type terminology, but really, you know, evolved masculinity is, uh, open, collaborative, protective, safe, um, always in evolving. You know what I mean? So I feel like it's, it's really about how we have viewed these characteristics of ourselves in this, in this earth world. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that because really what we're looking for is a balance of the feminine characteristics, which men, which men have too. And the masculine characteristics, which women have too, but to have a balance. Because before the patriarchal monopoly, we actually had a matriarchy, but they they both ran into basically the same problem because trying to repress the other, you know, trying to repress women or trying to repress men, that's not the answer. Because we're all human beings and we all need to own our own for women, our masculine qualities, so women have to really step up more and speak up and speak out because for centuries women have been dumbed down and then we started dumbing ourselves down. Um, 
So for women in particular, speaking up and owning, you know, your, your intuitive nature, following your heart and letting everybody know who you are. And for men, I think they have to own and follow their hearts and come down from being too much in the ego mind into the heart so that they are ruled by their heart and listen to the mind, but the heart is the, is the master. And I mean, there is, there are already so many people who have a good balance of that. And I agree, it's not really seeing us as men and women, but as human beings, because we're all human beings and we both have the masculine and the feminine qualities because the feminine qualities are great, like love and compassion and kindness and caring. But we also have to take action, which is the masculine quality uh, of doing things and the speaking up and bringing into manifestation what whatever our creative ideas are that will benefit the planet, you know, for the for the highest good of all. I, I completely concur. I don't I don't disagree. You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so so what do you think is going to happen on, on this earth plane with more and more people becoming more aware, insightful, meditative? Where, where do you think the direction of all this is going? Because I think a lot of times, you know, it's easy to get stuck in, in the fear. Yes. Um, and that's why I recommend the laughter med- meditation, because laughter erases fear. And so does love. So the focus has to be love and kindness and compassion for each one of us individually. And where I see it going, I mean, I'm extremely hopeful. I'm extremely optimistic about where we're going because at the heart of it, everybody wants to be happy and to love and be loved. I do believe that. Nobody likes living in fear. That's a horrible way to live. Or, you know, living in condemning other people or living in greed or comparison or judgment. It's actually a very uncomfortable way to live life and it's not natural for us. What's natural for us is to love and have compassion and understanding. And I feel that it's, I think it's going forward at a very rapid rate. Um, so I'm extremely hopeful about where we're going. And for those people who are in fear at the moment, fear lives in the mind. And 99% of our fears are never realized because they're made up by the mind. They're not actually real. Thoughts are not real. So fearful thoughts, it's like if you're walking down a sunny street, you can see your shadow, but the shadow isn't real. So in the same way, thoughts of the mind, they're not real. The only thing that is real is the present moment right now. You and I having this conversation, <laughs> that's the only thing 
that is reality for us right now. The future is unknown. The past is already gone. So for those who have fear, I suggest that you focus on love and laughter and joy and playfulness and fun and keep your focus there. Don't worry about the fear because the fear will disappear when you shine so much light on love and light, on love and laughter and fun. It's a bit like when you go into a dark room, how can you, how can you change the darkness? You don't fight with the darkness. No, you just switch on the light and then, hey, the darkness is gone. So fear is darkness. So don't worry. Don't focus on the fear. Just leave that alone and focus on the light, on turning the light on in your life every day. See what you can do to bring joy and love and laughter and positive thoughts to yourself. For a lot of people, it can help to move the energy. So go outside in nature or go running or go to the gym. Do something physical because that helps shift the energy if you got stuck in a, in a place of fear. So, so what about people who are in relationships, family, friends, whatever, you know, significant others. A lot of people are in relationships with people right now that are really pulling them down. What, what do you recommend for that? Yeah, well, first to be aware of it. First to be aware, okay, this is a situation right now. This person is pulling me down. I don't want to be pulled down. Actually, I grew up like this, so I'm very familiar with how to not be pulled down. The, the second thing is focus on yourself, on your meditation practice, whatever it is, the one you described, Michaela, or some of the things I've mentioned is to keep yourself very deeply rooted in yourself, keep yourself grounded and keep yourself filled with joy and love and laughter and your light will grow. And you'll have to see because we are not responsible for other people's behavior. And some people at the moment, yes, they're digging their heels in. They don't want to shift into more love and light. They want to stay in their fear and judgments. And so sometimes we have to walk away from people. It depends on the situation. But sometimes the other people, because we are transmitting such positive energy, they they catch they catch it. It's like an osmosis of transmission of energy and they start to become lighter, too. So you basically it's basically going to go two ways. Either they're going to become lighter being around you or they are going to get really reactive and. You might have to walk away. That would depend on the relationship, depend on the situation and so on. But 
the most important thing is that you are aware of what is happening to yourself and the people around you. And, and basically, the more you can have positive people around you, the better. People who uplift you and support you in your dreams and goals and are happy for you and love you. And so just, just take a, take a snapshot, if you like, of who are the people you hang out with? Do they drag you down or do they bring you up? And sometimes, sometimes we have to walk away from people, but the good news is that we might have to walk away from people, but then sometimes they might come around and we might meet them a year or two later and then they've done their shift. And so you can reconnect with them. Because remember, we are all one. It's pretty powerful when you think about that. Can you explain that concept? We are all one. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I understand it, but I'm just, right. I'm, I'd love to hear your perspective share with the listeners. <laughs> yes. Uh, so we each have a soul or a spirit. And on the level of the soul and the spirit, we are all connected as one. We are also connected to the earth, to the plants, to the birds. This is one universe, one existence that we are all a part of. And each one of us is equally important. Nobody's more important than anybody else or less important. Every single blade of grass is just as important as each one of us. There's no good or bad here. There's no right or wrong. There is just what is. And what is, is that we are all connected in this way, like um, one heart. Now, where we are separate is with our personalities. Everybody has a different personality, which is a good thing. And then the other th interesting thing is that when you connect your personality with your soul, that is your authenticity. That's where each person has their own authentic expression. Each person is coming from their soul where we're all one, but it's expressed differently through the different personalities. Mm. So, yeah, um, and I think our journey is to realize that we are not all separate that we are all deeply connected and not just with each other, but as I said, with, with nature, with mother earth, with the universe, we're all part of this beautiful existence. It's just absolutely beautiful. And there's just so much enlightenment all around. Um, and I think it's probably the first time in many, many thousands of years, many generations that um, there's been such a great opportunity to, tap into this spiritual consciousness and it's just really spectacular. How can people learn more about what you've got going on and what you're doing? Um, well, the best way is to go to my website, uh, discovermeditation.com forward slash contact. 
because there I have a free gift for everybody. It is a three-part video series, Abundance Activation. And that's a great way to get started with these three videos, which are free for you, um, because I take you through, they're, they're about five minutes each. I take you through a little mini guided journey to help you become more deeply rooted in yourself and also understand that we are all here to live abundant lives. By abundance, I mean abundant financially, abundant in health and fitness, and abundance in love. That's available for all of us. So discovermeditation.com forward slash contact. And as always, we will include this in the show notes. Thank you so much for coming on today. It was so lovely to spend some time with you. Well, thank you for having me. I've really enjoyed it. We'll talk soon. This has been a BU Find Happy podcast. For more inspiration, check out the links.